Welcome to the Four Parents Podcast. I'm your host, Ivy Lassiter, and I'm so glad you're here. Pop in your earbuds and multitask while we talk about all the parenting stuff, lessons learned, funny stories, and practical wisdom from normal people who've been there. Let's get started. Today, I'm talking with Lauren. So I got to know Lauren at Auburn because we were there at the same time. And since we graduated, like a decade or so ago, (laughs) makes me feel old. (laughs) Anyways, I've watched more of her journey on Instagram. She is an artist, but she also loves helping kids experience art in a way that points them towards Jesus. So we talk about that a significant bit, but we also talk about her journey of infertility and then how she started fostering her children, a four, three, and one-year-old. She and her husband are in the process of adopting those three children too. So there's a lot packed in this little episode. Here we go. Okay, so when did you realize art was something that connected you to God? I have painted my whole life. I've always been creative and loved um, making things, but it wasn't until we were married, married my husband then almost 10 years ago now. I can't even believe we're that old. I feel like that makes me feel like a grandma, but yeah, no, anyways, um, <laughs> 10 year anniversary this year. How long have y'all been married? 10 years in December. Just crazy. I know it yeah. feels really long and yet it goes by really fast. Long and short. Yes. On the day. Yes. So when we got married, we were trying to have kids and we were not able to have kids. So we had to walk out the whole like heartache of infertility and it was so hard, but it really um, brought me back to Painting, I think I needed something that I could like tangibly do with my hands. It was really therapeutic to do things like um, I did this whole series of uh, moths and butterflies that had these really specific patterns in them. Uh, Just working with my hands and then um, breaking the rules too and having fun with it. Um, I think that playfulness, it kind of felt like a conversation. Uh It feels like when I'm painting, it feels like a conversation that I'm having with the Lord. Like he's. Wow. um, Yeah speaking to my heart and like certain colors come to mind or something. So I feel like I'll be painting like my frustration or anger or pain. And he shows up in these like golds or Mm. yellows or just different colors, different things that kind of change my emotions, reminding me that he is faithful, that he is here in this and just meets me in that conversation. Yeah. Okay. So you, cause I mean, I remember, at Auburn, you were an artist, but would you say like early on art was just something you like to do? And then it wasn't until your pain that you experienced God through it. Would you say that's true? Yes. But that does bring up a whole nother like little tangent of my story is that when I was in college, I started out in graphic design, changed to art. And then I felt on my heart that I wanted to be a missionary. Uh huh. So I changed to pre-med for one semester. Um, <laughs> I don't think I remember I, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It may have been before you were in college. It was probably yeah, like I can't, I can't really imagine that. Did you enjoy it? No, I failed chemistry. <laughs> it was not what I was called to do. Like, that was not. <laughs> yeah, no. Not, that was not the Lord's path for me. Yes. But, um, so I had this call on wanting to share my faith. Yes. And thought I just had to be a doctor. If uh-huh. I was of do course. That. Yeah. You're like, the only way to do this is to be a doctor. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to do this. So let me figure out my whole plan and then change my whole life and do all the things I'm not good at. And um, no, like, no. So 
anyway, <laughs> switched back to art, kind of not sure what I was going to do with that. And then I graduated from uh, college and my dad was like, all right, now it's time for you to be like a contributing member of society, not like a just taking member anymore. And what are you going to do with this degree? And I was yeah. like, I guess I'll, I'll teach, you know, that's fine. And yes. um, so I got my master's in art education in Birmingham, which was really fun. But then the Lord opened a door for me to be a missionary uh-huh. with teaching art. Yeah. So he kind of brought those two things together at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And I was called overseas. I lived in West Africa and Ghana for a year. Okay. Um, and I got to teach art there and um, work with the kids in the different orphanages around town and different ministries. And um, I feel like now that we're talking about it in this, that, you know, I haven't really thought about it like this, but yeah. I feel like that's probably the first time that I, I really saw the Lord using yes. art for his glory. Like yes. there was a purpose in it, I uh-huh. guess. Well, I, I mean, I love that because how often do we think, well, we have to fit in this certain box to do this thing that God is calling us to. Like the only way to teach people about Jesus is not to be a pastor or not to, you know what I mean? Like there's so many ways that he combines your gifting with his kingdom, right? Yes. And it's like you found that. Oh my gosh. Okay. I want to hear about what you did in Ghana. So I went was a, with an international Christian school. Um, so I was able to make, for the first time ever, I was able to, so I had been teaching for a year and then I was called overseas and I was able to make lesson plans that used scripture. So I was able to teach the Bible in my art class. Like I was just the art teacher. Yes. And I had um, pre-K through seniors in high school, oh, wow. which was daunting you know like and I had my first year teaching was only uh, elementary school so I had had experience kindergarten to fifth grade and then I was pre-k through seniors in high school yeah and what do you uh teach and I had a lot of freedom in what I was able to teach um you know being an art teacher we have um standards that you're supposed to cover right but they're all like could be covered like a million different ways yeah. Which is wonderful. Like as an art teacher, most art teachers are not like fit in the box people. Mm-hmm. We're out of the box people. We like to um, be outside the box. I don't right. know. Like, you don't want to be I stifled think. by a, yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. So I had a list of standards I was supposed to cover, but you can cover them in all these different ways. And so there was so much freedom in being able to talk about my faith, talk about um, uh, being able to teach the Bible it was like bringing those two passions together there. So I taught um, at this international uh, Christian school. I lived with other missionary teachers. Uh um, And then there was an orphanage that was close that we volunteered at. And they, I just asked if I could do an art class there after school once a week. And I would go do after school art with the kids there. Um, I was even able to, I worked with the director of the orphanage to do um, mural, which I had done several several murals like in Auburn growing up in different places but that was such a fun thing I got some of the high school kids that I was teaching at school to help and then um, we ended up just tracing all the kids shadows on the walls and then doing patterns in between them so we did the kids shadows where they were like praising so it was like it looks like all these like dancing people along the wall right patterns in between them so 
it was really, really fun. And um, the kids loved it. The high school kids were like all about helping with it. Um, I had people at home that were sending money to help with supplies and all that kind of stuff. So that's that awesome. Just, that was a really fun thing. Yeah. So, Did you see, um, I mean, I assume through that you saw kids kind of come alive. Did like, did you see any sort of change in the kids when you were, when you did art with them? Yes, absolutely. I think that's one of my favorite things about, I mean, whether I was teaching there or back here, um, I just feel like there's so much time to have conversation and to ask questions and to, um, I don't know, like just with any kind of art lessons, there's so many different uh, ways you can bring in. Let's talk about our feelings, or our emotions, and healthy ways to process those. Yeah. And because I think a lot of kids, we, you know, I'm still in Auburn, so we have all of our babysitters or college students. And anyways, I think there's a lot of people that age, a little bit younger than us, that grew up with way too much social media. Yeah. I don't know if I should say that or not, but well, no, 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 no. But yes, absolutely. But I think they all have a really hard time processing their emotions. Huh. And that is something that we really need to work with these kids on healthy ways to say, I'm angry, I'm sad, mm-hmm. I'm this, I'm that. And then talk about bringing that to the Lord. And yes. I mean, I couldn't do that in public school, talk about bringing it to the Lord, but um, I could talk about healthy ways to process it and to draw it and to think about it. And to, right. So, yes, I feel like there's so many instances where you heard a kid be able to express something that maybe they weren't able to express in a healthy way before. Yes. Well, and all I think all people need to to let their emotions come to the surface because I think our natural tendency or I don't know if, if the world teaches us this or what, but is to just like stuff it and we're fine. I'm fine. I'm fine that actually doesn't make you fine, you know? So, and teaching our kids to, to acknowledge their emotions and you have a way and children can't always verbalize, right? Like they don't have the words to verbalize it. And even sometimes looking at a picture and talking about like something from art history or something, you know, like they can see them in a different light. So I always try to bring that in, talk about how other people were able to express certain things through there. Okay, so you're an art teacher, so this is something that you have, like, I mean, you you have curriculum for it. For a parent that maybe isn't, I just think of, like, okay, an accountant or an engineer <laughs> parent <laughs> or something. Um, no offense to those accountants and engineers out there. We love you and think you're we great. We need you. We, we need, need you. you. Um, but what would it look like, do you, do you think, to be a parent – that if it's not your natural gifting to work with your kids and help them find that. Does that make sense? Yes. And that is something we talked a lot about when we were editing Made to Create, my book. That's what this book is intended for. Yes. The editors kept saying, let's pretend we're writing this lesson for someone who doesn't even know what acrylic paint is. Exactly. We're writing a lesson for someone who doesn't know these words. Yes. How do we make this so that a parent who doesn't have any art knowledge at all can do this? Yes. Make it approachable. Yeah. So I hope that's what this can do. Um, I would encourage, I mean, I think, I'm trying to think of other things even to say, but I do feel like this is a great starting point where you have 
Um, you have a devotion and then you have an art project that goes with it. It yes. gives you specific supply list. Um, but I do think that's what this is intended for. This is intended for the parents and the kids to have some art projects they can do together that does help unpack some of these things and lead to these other good, hard, deep conversations. Right. So let's back up a little. Tell me how this book started. Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm curious how this started. So I actually, so when we were going through all the infertility and I was really painting a lot and really started feeling like this was a great way to deal with my emotions and have these conversations with the Lord on the canvas. I really, I guess the Lord just laid it on my heart to share that. I wanted to share that feeling and how that helped me. I wanted other people to know that this was a way that you can uh, process things in a way that they could talk to the Lord. So I wrote a series of children's books that are adorable and I still hope will get published one day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I pitched those to publishers and they loved the um, gist of it. Yeah. And those were called, the series was called Lolly. I created this character called Lolly. She was this cute little girl and she... It starts out where she's scared at night and she ends up painting the angels around her and it gives her comfort. And then she, from there, starts like painting her prayers in different ways. Yes. So the the book goes through different uh, prayers that she paints and it shows visuals of how she's doing that. And it's wonderful. It's it's wonderful. It'll get published one day, I'm sure. (laughs) One day, I'm sure. Yes. So the publishers loved it, but supposedly if you don't have like a huge following or platform is the word they use yeah uh, it's hard to get a children's book published so like jimmy fallon has a children's book yes because he has a huge platform yes but i'm I'm just lauren duncan so um (laughs) (laughs) they're like this is great but you don't have like you're don't have a A platform yeah interesting yeah so they pitched back the idea of doing the same kind of thing where I'm sharing that painting your prayers, like how to, but for an older age group. Yes. So the book is targeted to eight to 12 year olds and it definitely captures everything about what I was feeling going through what I want uh, kids to see how I would love to help families um, equip their kids to process things and paint them and, if that makes sense. Yes. No, it does. Okay. So it the book is it has little devotionals, right? And then yes. and then like a how to helping your daughter do something creative or, or artistic to connect to it. Yes. So each um, devotion it has like it's kind of like a worksheet. It's got like blanks and all this kind of stuff in it. So it's like a whole devotion that you can work through with kids. So it's kind of like lesson plans. Um, and then the next page has a, it's a Bible journal page. So uh-huh. it has a uh, supply list and then specific steps that you take. Yeah. Um, and all this kind of stuff. And then it has a blank page for you to draw in. That's so, so do, cool. Yeah. You could do these lessons on Canvas or whatever else you wanted to do them on, or yeah. you could do them right here in the book. Okay. So each lesson is like that. And the art project goes with the devotion. So it's like some kind of way to help you visualize that lesson. Yeah. I mean, that's a gr- that's awesome. 
So for the parent who's like, oh my gosh, I don't know how I would do that. Like I would incorporate art or creativity in the home. This is a way. Absolutely. What we have at our house is we have kind of different stations. So I have different just uh, tubs of different Uh art materials Uh and we will bring out like one at a time and I'll set it out in a place that a zone of the house that I feel comfortable with paint or whatever it is that we have out. Mm -hmm. Um, But right now we have some paint out on the back porch. I'm fine with the paint out on the back porch. Yes. And then we have um, some like do it outs and crayons and these kind of things closer to where my paint is in my studio. But that's a great thing because then I can keep creating while the kids are there and they can create with me. When I'm painting, they want to paint with me, which is wonderful. I want to encourage them. I don't want to stifle that. Um, But I do want to kind of give them, I guess what I'm trying to say is don't just give your kids all the different art things. I would get one little thing out at a time. Um, So the tubs really help me kind of rotate what we're creating with. I don't think it takes much. I mean, for our little people, they just jump right in there and they just start making stuff. So, you know, this is a kind of reminds me of this. And I wonder if you would think, be like, yeah, that's so true. But back when we were in quarantine and like we weren't going anywhere and I was just like, oh, I got to come up with stuff to do. I found these watercolors from probably we were at my dad's house and probably when I was little or something and I get them out and my two boys and me, which I don't think I'm that creative or artistic of a person. We did watercolor and I did it with them. I did it like I did. I was working on my own and they were working on theirs. We, we did this for several hours, which is not what I could typically say about my boys. Like they don't have that sort of attention span. So I kind of wonder if parents doing the the activity with alongside your kids, your kids are seeing you do this in your studio. It's funny because it's something that I've never thought about. I always do it with them. Because you enjoy <laughs> you it. You know what I'm saying? Right. But yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, let's get the paint out. Great. Yes. And so if they're painting, I'm painting with them. Right. I and that's, that yeah, that's not true of every, like for me, I'm like, I really had to like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to be good at it, but I'm going to do this with them because we are, we are doing this together. Like it it wasn't a natural thing for me to do. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I think it actually helped a lot to do it with them. I can definitely see that for sure. Hmm. Okay. Can we talk about your journey to get to foster? I mean, it starts with infertility. And that was a really, really hard, painful thing. And we got to the point where like IVF wasn't even an option for us. Uh-huh. So kind of the medical route was not, it was not realistic. It um, was going to be for our specific situation, like really, really expensive and not uh, likely to work. Um, so it was kind of, it felt like a closed door. Yeah. It didn't feel like something we were called to try, I guess, um, or it was not wise to try. But um, so then we started looking into adoption agencies and adopting. And so my husband's mom is adopted. So we both had this great perception of adoption and he was all about adoption. I mean, adoption was like always on the table. And my grandmother, do you remember my grandmother, Dory? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So she was not adopted exactly but she was abandoned as a child 
And she um, was raised by different family members and in boarding school. And her childhood was something I feel like I would never, could never imagine. Yeah. But from her childhood and being raised by all these other people, she was just grew to be the most gracious woman Mm. I've ever known. Yeah. And I think that part of her story, I don't know. I just think it's neat that my grandmother and Ben's mom kind of had similar stories that really gave us not just like we're open to adoption, but a real passion for it, a real excitement about it. Like we could do that for other children, like people did for my grandmother and his mom. Um, so we started looking at adoption agencies and uh, I started meeting with friends that had adopted and hearing different stories and trying to get information. And it was so weird. It was like, we just started contacting these agencies that we'd heard these great things about. And it was like one little thing after the next that just kind of didn't feel right. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know that feeling where you're like, what is happening? I feel like this should work and it's not right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There was one time with one agency, I can't even remember which one, but the we had gotten to the point where we were ready to start putting money in and like we had gotten pretty far in the process but the social worker got really pushy and I don't know it just made me feel like you know we're just gonna wait right like it was just something in my spirit that was like and she I don't know it was just yeah like yeah. what you said so we kind of took a step back there and um then a lot of our friends had adopted through private um, adoption placements. Mm-hmm. So we started working on that and worked with some different lawyers. And um, there's so many different ways you can adopt. Yeah. There's like so many different ways. And we had two or three different situations that came up that we really thought were going to work, met with birth mothers, have papers signed, all this kind of stuff. And for various reasons, those fell through. I think we've learned so much through walking those out about the brokenness in this world. Um, sometimes it overwhelms me when I think about how it takes such brokenness for there to be a need for adoption. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I've yeah. done several paintings that I feel like are me processing or praying through that. But yeah. the reason that we have these three beautiful, amazing, smart, wonderful children in our home is that there was a completely broken situation that we had to see and walk through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So we see that brokenness that just, I mean, sometimes it just breaks my heart, you know, it just like, um, it's awful. But then also you see the Lord's redeeming that and the Lord's grace and favor in these kids' lives that they are not in those situations. So anyways, we had several things that kind of fell apart and I had several friends that had mentioned foster care. And so Ben and I went to a meeting about foster care and I was like fired up. I was like, this is it. This is what the Lord's <laughs> calling us to do. This is right, we're doing it. My yes. soul. Let's sign up. Sign me up. Yeah. And Ben was like, you know, I'm nervous. And then I was like, well, I'm just gonna sign us up. And then I think like the day later, he was like, we can't do it. I can't handle it. It's too scary. I can't do foster care. And it kind of broke me because I really had been like, this is it. This, yeah. is, this is where the Lord has led us. This is great. And so we just kind of got to this point where we, I don't want to say we had given up, but it was just kind of like we weren't even working on anything for a while. And I was kind of, that was hard. Yeah. I think 
you want to at least be working towards. Yes. You got to have a goal yes. list or some something. I kind of felt like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to pray for right now. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Pausing is so hard. Pausing is so hard when you're in the middle of like, no, 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 we're on, we're going somewhere. And when God's like, pause, that is so hard for me. Cause I get, you're like, no, no, no. I want to keep moving. You know, out of that, I burst a lot of paintings out of that time. I birthed the books <gasps> out of that time. I birthed the, this all be paintings that have been a no. great, great part of my life. Out of that time, I have had all these babies. <laughs> yes. Well, and also I think when, when, you know, you're, you're, when you, are feeling called to be a mom and there's a pause on it for some reason, whether it's infertility or your adoption is taking forever to process or fast, like, and that's your calling. And you're like, but God, that what he gave you was some other callings. Yeah. Right. Like, Hey, absolutely. here can be another purpose for you that God doesn't. I, I think he gives us purposes even when we're in the middle of getting to our purpose. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it's changed. Um, I don't know what the right word is, but like the way I mom too. In what ways? I really think that if we had just gotten pregnant and I would have just stayed home and I would have just mommed, like I would have just been there. Yes, which is fine. I think p- plenty of people do that and that's great for them, but you would have missed out on what God had in store for you and for the world. For the world. I love it. Yes, for the world. And I think for these kids, I kind of feel like it's a great thing that they see me fulfilling these passions and mm-hmm. being able to, I don't know. I just feel like it's a unique, I'm very grateful for all of it. Yes. Now, yes. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, and I do have a hard time. I'm getting better at being just home and just with the kids. Mm-hmm. But that has been hard because I had been so used to going and doing and making and I just feel like that time was such a blessing in so many ways now even though it was hard at the time and I think it has made I think it's made me a better mom yeah but I think it's made me a different kind of mom yeah not that being at home is you know what I'm saying absolutely but this is God's story for you this is what he was yeah. calling you to and you would have missed it had you just jumped right into being a mom Yes. Right. Yeah, it's great. Okay, so at this point, did you get a phone call, like a random phone call? Yes. So through all this, I've been meeting with different people that were in the adoption process and going and adopting in all different ways. And um, several friends where one particular friend, where we were both kind of on the lookout for private situations. So they had heard about Trey. I didn't know his name was Trey, but she had told me several times, she's like, there's something about this baby. I think this is your baby. And <laughs> Oh my, yeah. And she knew that. But um, so Trey, we got through the private situation and we went to court and the judge uh, gave us full custody of Trey and we have not adopted anybody yet. We are very close and appreciate any prayers on that. Um, Meeting with the social worker this afternoon. So that's good. Um, So yeah, so we got full custody of Trey and the judge asked that we did foster care training. And of course, I was like, I told you, Ben Duncan, we're supposed to do foster care training. Like, now the judge has ordered us to do this. So now we have to do it. You should have listened to me. 
They're listening to me. Always right. Not really. Um, so we got to do foster care training, which is a huge commitment. Yes. I mean, it's like four hours a week. I mean, it was like a whole yeah. night for like 10 weeks, I think. Yeah. Um, but learned so much, met some great people through that. And then the siblings went into foster care just because that is a better, more clear path to adoption. Yes. But you immediately got them when they went into the foster? When they went into foster. Yes. Oh, well, it's an amazing journey. It's a hard journey. I can only imagine. Well, it's, I mean, I feel like, especially when we got the youngest one, I just, I mean, it was just immeasurably more. She Mm. has been the hugest blessing. We call her sunshine. She's just our sunshine. She like, she's just wonderful. Like, I don't even know words. She just is so much fun and such a blessing. And I just, when I look at her, I see immeasurably more like the story that the Lord wrote for us that I could, I would never have had even the creativity to come up with the story that he wrote for us. And you think about the dark valleys when y'all were going through infertility and getting all getting those what we would think is terrible news. Yeah. Like this is not going to work. It's really expensive. It's not going to work and we what we would see is this is terrible awful news. And God's going, "I have something better for you. I have something good for you." And something I don't take for granted. Yeah. Not that you would take it for granted, but it's a different, it's different now. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't, it's yeah. just, we're so grateful. That's awesome. Okay. Any, any other things you want to share before I stop recording? <laughs> <laughs> um, for all the parents out there, get some art supplies and go <laughs> paint with your kids. <laughs> Yes. While you're painting, talk about Jesus. There Say, hey, go. I love what's it. What's in your heart? <laughs> what is Jesus teaching you today? Or share with them what Jesus is teaching you, and then they'll start thinking about it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, the morning that I recorded this, my boys really wanted to get out the watercolors. Now, don't be fooled. This isn't like a daily occurrence in my home. I just found it a little ironic that. The the hour before I was going to be Zooming with Lauren about art, my boys asked to do art. And can I be totally honest? I was annoyed. I didn't want to get all that stuff out. I mean, I was about to get on a Zoom and needed my boys not to need me for 45 minutes of this recording. But I paused what I was doing and got the supplies out. Because I just didn't feel right about talking with Lauren about how important art is, but not do it with my boys on that very same day. It just, it just didn't feel right. So, yes, the project took over my table for the morning. Yes, it took me time to get it out and then put it all away that afternoon. However, it was worth it. Because I feel like creating that morning was good for my boys and their brains and their emotional health. And come to think of it, I think the pause to do art with my kids was actually good for my brain, too. And I think about the way God paused Lauren's plans in order to draw her closer to himself through art and and her projects. And how many times as parents are we called 
to pause in the middle of all the things we're trying to do in a day. To read a book, play with our kids, color in a coloring book, paint with watercolors, change diaper. I mean, the list goes on. How many times are you asked to pause what you're doing to do something else for your kids? But what if the pauses in our lives, sometimes caused by our children, were actually intended to draw us closer to the heart of God? I hope you found something that you can relate to from today's conversation. And thanks for joining us. If you have any questions or just want more tips for parents, let me know at ilassiter at fbrichardson.org. I'd love to talk with you. See you next time on the Four Parents Podcast.